Last time, a group follows the fish people wearing Guy's trademark pot helmet and almost immediately get into a fight with a larger group of fish people. After narrowly defeating them, the musketeers head off in the direction that surviving fish people went. After d- diving through underwater lakes, the group finds a large stone door that opens as they approach. On the other side, they are greeted by 50 more armed fish people. Why don't oysters give to charity? Because they're shellfish. Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters! Alright, so we're going to dive right into it. It's a birthday! So we don't we don't have a lot of time today, because we're having the girls' birthday party that we have to Happy get to. Happy birthday to the girls! Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Welcome everyone to another terrific episode. Dungeons and Daughters episode! An adventure Happy of... birthday! Another adventure. Cutting that yeah. out. <laughs> totally. Well, now you have to... Now we have to, because you're talking. Well, she cut... You got to stop talking over each other. You got to talk in the microphones, Bertie. Get that microphone closer to you. Get that base to the edge of the table. Okay, three, two, one. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters, and it's our birthday. Part three. Happy birthday, girls. They are nine Happy now. Happy birthday. So my, so nine and a half. Welcome, everyone. Part I am two. Kurt, Daddy the Dungeon Master. Nine and a half. And I'm Mimi. We've got Sam playing Mimi, the elf druid. We've got... Thank Birdie. you. Thank you. Birdie playing the elf uh, wizard. Galaxy, yeah. Galaxy yeah, is her yeah, name. Yeah. And we have Matt playing Dave, our wait, wait, wait. favorite halfling cleric. So we don't have a lot of time today because we got a birthday party to go to. The girls' birthday party to go to. So they are now nine. So girls, my expectations are higher for you now that you are older and wiser. You're going to be more professional. And you are more going. You are. You are. You are going to stop talking over each other. And you're going to talk into the microphones. Okay, one, none of that's going to happen. I know. <laughs> but he can still have a raised expectation. Um, no, no, we can't. While can. having a realistic appraisal. It's just going to make this show <laughs> more duller. I, I have heard that the, the uh, secret to uh, happiness is low expectations. <laughs> that sounds more <laughs> Girls yeah. and guys. Yeah. Last time on Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters. Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters! We chased after the Kuatoa. One of them still had the pot on their head from Guy. Dave, we got to a big, huge stone door, and Dave said, Open, Open sesame. sesame! Jokingly. And then the door opened up to close his surprise. Sesame, close Sesame! That's right. And behind that door was 50 more Kuatoa, all armed. And at the head of these 50 Kuatoa is... Akutua, a fish person, but he's dressed in robes. He's got a scepter in his hand, and the scepter, you could tell, was glowing with magic. So I think I said last time that you could tell that it was actually this fish priest of sorts with his magic scepter. He was the one that caused the door to open up, and not Dave saying, open sesame. <laughs> yeah. um, but to you, it's Guy. You don't see Guy, but you do see that fish person no, in like the group the wearing the helmet, or wearing the pot on for a I helmet. I know, I know, but I do you think that's 
guy. I think he just took God's pot helmet. Guy's pot helmet. So you are now face to face with fifty armed Kuatoa, and they all have their weapons and their shields out. The priest is standing there, and he's looking at you with his two fish eyes, and they kind of go off in separate directions <laughs> for a little bit, and then they focus back in on you. And you do notice that there does seem to be a little bit more intelligence in the eyes and the look of this this fish priest compared to the other fish people. Like- you kind of got the impression already that these people aren't aren't the brightest things in the world. But this priest, he's there's something there's a little bit more going on upstairs by the look that he's given you. And you hear a little bit of little bit of mumbling throughout the the, the 50 fish people. And the priest is just And the priest is just looking at you. What do you do? Hey, how's it going? We come in peace. <laughs> Here, all is come in pieces. I mean, I feel like if that. there's 50 of them, we don't have a whole lot of choices. All trains like that. And we can't actually communicate with them. The, f- the fish priest. So you you say a couple things to hey, him. How's it going? He he lowers his he lowers his scepter. The doors finish opening up, and then there's just silence. You can just hear like the water dripping behind you. Blah, blah. And the priest says, "Rup, rup!" Oh! And everybody cheers, and they throw their hands up, and they start hopping up and down, and they start Yay! to come towards you, but not in an aggressive manner. And they, they circle around you, and they start coming close to you, and they're cheering. They've got their arms, and they're waving them around, and they're waving you, motioning for you to come inside this village that's st- now, you can see, standing behind them. Wow. I start walking forward. Okay. Here, let me talk to them. And, they, and the, some of them, they, they, they can't understand you, and you, you can't understand them, but they're all talking to you very excitedly. <laughs> And they start pulling on your arms and they're touching you now. And there's like, they're very, very happy to see you. And they bring you inside the doors. And inside the doors is a large underground cavern that's lit up by lots of torches everywhere. You could tell if the torches weren't going, you'd be in almost complete darkness down here. But inside this big cavern is this little stone village that looks like that these fish people have carved out and built up over many many years there's a couple hundred more fish people that are living in this little stone village and just from where you can see in the middle of the village is a what looks to be some sort of a monument some sort of a pyramid that's surrounded by 50 more kuatoa and they're all standing like shoulder to shoulder around it. So almost like they're they're guarding it, like they're protecting it. It's their maker. It's the person who started the village. Maybe, maybe, but it looks like it's a pyramid and it's got stairs that go up each side of the pyramid right in the middle of town. And you can see throughout the, from your vantage point, it's you can go down a couple of different streets and they've got buildings and huts and um, they've got little fish kids running around playing. Aww. And there's... Fish people that are making weapons, that babies? are making clothes. Yep, you see, you see fish babies. I, prob- I think they're disgusting. They probably look disgusting. You're, you see, well, if you said that out loud, you'd no, be very happy that they couldn't understand you. <laughs> so they bring you into the village, and they're all clapping and cheering. Blah 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 blah. And 
it's a tide of fish people bringing you in. And that's when you notice behind you, the doors are closing behind you. And the crowd starts to disperse. The doors slam shut. The priest makes this motion with open arms and he points at the village with a big smile and he starts nodding his head enthusiastically up and down and the jewelry and seashells and all this other decoration that he has on him you can hear clinging together as he's moving around. And he walks away from you, as do all of the other fish people. Um, hello? Hello? <laughs> and that's when you notice that there is one fish... One fish person, one kuatoa that has not left, and that is the fish person with the pot on his head. And he motions with his hand for you to follow him. Okay. You follow. I follow. I follow. For, for the lack of a better name, we'll, we'll just call this fish person Fish Guy. Fish Guy. So Fish Guy, he leads you through town. He leads you to the center of town, and he's going to walk you by the, by the little pyramid that's standing right in town. And as I described before, it's 50, 50 fish people stand shoulder to shoulder. And so they seem to be protecting the pyramid and it's tall enough from your vantage point in the village down at the bottom that you can't quite see what's at the top of this pyramid, but it seems to have some sort of religious significance for these people. Maybe. You're not sure. So in the town, as you get walked through by Fish Guy, there's a couple of things to, to point out. Near the pyramid, you do catch a view of the priest walking into a hut that's a little bigger than all the other huts. This, and this, uh, this one's a little bit more elaborate. It definitely seems like the priest has a, has a, a higher station. Um, he's the leader of this little village, and so he, he gets a little bit more privilege and a little of the nicer things. There's another hut that's larger than the other ones as well, but it's not quite as nice as the priest's hut. But there's another one that you can see that's, that's, not, that's not far away. And it looks, it draws your eye to it because it is a little bit nicer and a little bit bigger than, than the other ones. Now that you're in the village and looking back at the, the gates, you can see there's actually two gates of the village. There's one that you came in and there's another one. So we'll say that you came in from the south and the one to the north. At each of those, there's little guard towers that have been built off to each side of the gates. And you can see Kuotoa with spears and shields are moving in and out and they're there to guard the gates. And you also see... Lots of lots of fish kids running around. That sounds weird. Fish kids. So, but it's yeah, it's a it's a bustling little town filled with fish people, and you see all the stuff that you would normally see in a little town. Um, it's just got this weird alien twist to it that is being done by all these fish people. So finally, fish guy leads you to a little hut that's towards the north side of town. So it's closer to the other gate that, that you did not come through. He goes up to the door, he knocks three times, and then he lets himself in. And you hear, bloop, 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 bloop. And you hear, oh, I, still, I still don't understand what you're saying. Um, is, there, is there anybody else that I could, I could talk to? That guy. It is Guy's voice that you hear on the inside. Up and up, there it is. There it is. <laughs> So the fish guy walks out and he motions for you to to come into into the hut. There's a guy, he's sitting on the floor and there's a plate of disgusting looking food that's in front of him that has not been touched. <laughs> um, and there's like a cup of water that's there and the hut is sparsely 
furnished, but he he looks fine. He doesn't look like that he's been injured in any way, but he is missing. He, he does look weird without his pot helmet on. Yeah, he looks like he's and bald. His, is he bald? No, he's not bald. Okay. But it's it's um, I, I don't know. I I always picture guy being kind of like Zach Galifianakis as far as the way that he looks. <laughs> I don't know who that is. So what the? So well, he's, you know, he's a he's a he's a portly guy. Well, I know. Zach had lost a bunch of weight recently, so he's not portly anymore. But so, guy, he's got he's got he's got a beard and he's got brown curly hair, but it's all kind of disheveled and and he's he's portly. He's got a belly on him, and he's got a hand print stain on the on the on the belly of him like scratching his belly and rubbing his belly over and over again. And he's wearing a green T-shirt that says USMC on it, which you don't know what that means. United States. Mommy, United <laughs> States, mommy. No, Ga- Galaxy would have no idea what it, what it means. <laughs> and he's like, "Guys, guys! Oh my God! You are you here to rescue me? Yeah, uh, that's uh, awesome! Uh, All right, uh, 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 um, rescue? Like, have you been trapped here? They won't let me go. They probably aren't going to want to let us go either. Pro- well, you." Well, how'd, how'd you guys get in here? Uh, we just walked. He said, couple. open sesame. And it got yeah, open. they met us at this door, and then they just invited us in. We could ask him. Here, let me go and ask him. What does your shirt oh, say? No, no, no. Uh, it's, uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not really sure. It's, uh, I found it in the, uh, in the old uh, ancient ruins in, in one, of those, one of those rooms that uh, all of the stuff was still preserved. And so uh, I got, it looked like a neat shirt, so I, uh, so I put it on. <laughs> um, do you know if it's cursed or not? Um, I don't, I don't, although now that you mentioned that, <laughs> a lot of bad things have been happening to me ever since I put this shirt on. Here, um, Galaxy, yeah, can I have one of your extra shirts? It's an extra small. Fish guy, he's looking back and forth between the, between you and guy. Not understanding anything that's happening, and his eyes kind of like veer off to each side as well as he kind of gets this blank um, look on his face. Dungeon master, yeah. Do you think they can read English? Um, no. Common. No. Common? I don't. I don't think so. Oh, no. I'm just gonna ask them. So, that, so you say all that to Fish Guy, and that's when you realize that he's got his finger up his nose, <laughs> and his eyes are now looking in two completely different directions. <laughs> so, do you, do you have any questions for Guy? <laughs> so guy, how did you? How did what? What brought you down into these ruins? Well, did did, did you see all the arrows that I put down? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was to help me figure out. Which way that I had gone, which way that I hadn't gone, and so they could, because it was all confusing down there. And I found the train, and that brought me here, and I ran into the fish people. And they captured me, and they took all my stuff, and they took my pot. And he shakes his fist at the <laughs> at fish guy, and he's still oblivious to everything that's going on. He's and like, then, what's happening? And then they, and then they threw, me, threw me in here, and, uh, but I can move around. I can walk around the village. They just won't let me leave the village. And they keep, they keep feeding me this, this slimy, gooey stuff it looks disgusting oh, dave would love to try it no he would yeah dave would so <laughs> love to do you, do, you, do you want to roll to see if you're hungry yeah 
percentile dice? Let's just do let's do a uh, let's do a constitution check. I hope it's a twenty. I got an eighteen. You got a, okay, yeah, you are you're not hungry. Not what? hungry. I will pass on the fish food. Well, Mimi's hungry. No, I'm not. <laughs> well, let's see if I'm hungry. You want to see if you're hungry? All right. What is it, Constitution? Yeah, Constitution. Roll oh, a 20 cider. I have a five. Okay, hungry. you are hungry. You are hungry. So do you, don't, don't you have a spell for, but, for having food just appear? Um, actually, I think there is a spell of like creating water and creating food. No, I but, don't have it. But she doesn't have that spell. So, so Galaxy, you are really hungry, but seeing this slimy goop and glop stuff even more on this plate is uh, is not appetizing. And if you want to try eating it, I would make you roll a will check to see if you could actually eat the okay, stuff. I'm going to. You're, you're going to try? I want it. So what do I need to get it? Okay, roll a 20 cider again. This is going to be a will check. I got it. Natural one. <laughs> <laughs> so... You pick the plate up, and you you take a bite of the slimy food that's on there. And that's when and you get it in your mouth, and you start chewing. And then you feel it move inside your mouth. And you immediately start gagging and choking on it. And then, even though that your stomach is empty, you immediately start vomiting. And you start puking. Everywhere inside this hut, and guy says, "Oh man, I got this. I gotta sleep here." <laughs> well, well, maybe not for too much longer. Oh, I we gotta a, figure out a way to get out of I here. I got a good idea. Maybe we should look around and see if there's any food first. I'm guessing that this is the only kind of food we're gonna find. I wait. What do, do I have? Any food in my backpack? Yeah, I, I we should all have some rations. I have some pop. Yeah, you, you all have some rations that'll last you for a couple of days. I only so, have pop. So right now, food and water isn't an, yeah. an immediate concern. I have a banana. You have. Where did you get a banana from? I don't know. It's just I looked and there's a banana. The, you have banana written down. She just yeah. wrote it in. I have pie. <laughs> pie. What kind of pie? Uh, rhubarb. Rhubarb pie. Rhubarb. That's really specific. Indeed. <laughs> I'm going to say that you have rhubarb pie. So Fish Guy, his eyes come back into focus when Galaxy starts vomiting everywhere after trying the fish food. And he gets a look on his face. Just, he shakes his head and he turns around and he walks out of the hut. So you can tell they're, they're not that worried about keeping you guy under lock and key. They just have these big gates to the village, and they're not going to let us out. So Guy was in the middle of telling you about how he got here, right? Okay. Um, so he got captured, and, the, with the, and before he got captured, he says, so, so I took the train, and the train is actually not, we're not far from Zelosheet right now, which is where the dragon is at. No, it's gone. The whole village is dead. Yeah, the Westmen, but the dragon is in Zelosheet. In your I, in your hometown, and we're really close to him now. It so, already happened. So I don't know if we want to go back the way that we came. I think that if we go through the north gate, that's going to lead us up to the surface, and we will be inside the Zealushin Kingdom. 
Maybe okay. I c- maybe we could see if our me and Galaxy's parents could help us or something. Or still alive. Yeah, that's right. You don't yeah. know if yeah. if your are parents are alive still or not. Alive? No, I think that sounds good, guy. So, but here's um, but I've been here for a little over a day. Here's here's what I know so far. They they don't open those doors unless they're bringing people in or out. It's like you being brought in. That's the only time I've ever seen the door be open. But we got free reign to move around this village. And they don't seem overly concerned about us getting into their into their business and us looking around. But there is there's two areas though. I got a good idea though. Okay. Um. What if me? What if Galaxy has like a spell that she can communicate? You know those like cubes we got. We could maybe communicate to. Um. What is it called again? Oh, to the to the Atlanteans. Yeah, because then we could see if they could ride a griffin to come and get us so that they would open the door that, that that's a good idea but that is that is a one-time use only and that calls in the soldiers from atlantis so that so they wouldn't be on griffins they would probably come in on like actually you have no idea what they would come in on um but technology techn- beyond your comprehension right so and plus you're not even sure if it would work far underground here and if the signal or you're you're not even sure how this thing works so i'll just remind you that when doc gave it to you she said that if you ever encounter people from atlantis you could show them this cube and use this cube and they then they would have to help you so you don't know if this cube would will actually call them in you just know that that's the way that it it might, but you don't know for certain. It's Let's just a, show the guy. Um, but maybe I have a, one no, another idea. Um, what if we had our ponies come, and then they'd let <laughs> the, yes. and then they yes. open the gate, yes. and then we could just hop on them and yes. then ride out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> his butt. What what if? Juicy. What, what if you just sweet talk the dungeon master into <laughs> opening the door for you, and then you could just walk out and nobody would notice? Can you please it's open kind of, the door? That's kind of what you just described. Please, oh please! <laughs> no, no, that's not that's not going to happen. So the way that I built out this adventure is that there's a there's a bunch of different ways that you could escape from this little village. You can get that door open. Um, but it's kind of up to you and how you go about doing it. Okay, I'm first. I have made it. He's going to push the door open. Boom, chakalaka. All right, so you so you walk out of the hut. <laughs> you make a beeline to the north gate. Uh-huh. You stand in front of the gate. Uh-huh. All of the all of the guards that are at that gate stop what they're doing and stare at you. <laughs> and you cast Mage Hand. And so this. This magical hand floating in the air appears in front of you and it moves towards the gates and goes up against the stone and nothing happens. <laughs> but you do hear the guards start mumbling to each other a little bit in awe. And they're, and they're pointing at you and, and some of them are, getting, are showing a little bit of excitement over what you just did. Now, if she could see where the mechanism to open the gate was, she could potentially use Mage Hand to work that mechanism. Oh! Do you guys want to roll Insight for me? 
sure, but or she could maybe like natural one. Maybe nice. If everyone would knew her, Dave, she, they would just open the door. Yeah. So, a Dave, forward. you are you are absolutely convinced that there is a lever that is hidden in that guard tower that will open <laughs> this door, and you can no one can talk you out of that. Okay. I have a four. You got a fourteen. You got a sixteen. Okay. So, Mimi, you're the only one that starts putting this together in your head. I think that if we get in the guardhouse, we can open it. Okay, <laughs> shut up. Let's go, let's go. Right up I'm, there. I am positive. <laughs> so, 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 Mimi, with that display of magic on the door and the reaction from the guards, you've, you feel like that there, there's some sort of magical trigger that opens these doors. And you think that the that the priest might have something to do with that? We went there. I think that the gate has like a magical effect. So if like you do magic or something, then it will just open. And I think the priest has something to do with it. You tell that to the group. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't and so believe Maybe you. it's that glowing staff. I don't believe you. I think we should just. Go, still go up there, do Oh, I got a good idea. Maybe if we go and get the priest's trust, then he will, like, let us in a little secrets or something. But how are we going to do that if we can't communicate with him? S-word. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, do you want to ask Guy any questions? Guy? Yeah? Do you know anything about the priest well he does the, the priest does have does seem to have some magical abilities Ooh. um snap it <laughs> and uh well i do know that some of the stuff that i found in the in the ancient ruins they they took from me and uh it seemed like that they piled it up in that that other fancy looking hut over yonder feel like walking that far. It's, it's not that far. We're adventurers. All we do is walk. That's true. Since you lost your ponies, that's all you do. Oh, yeah. You're not a tiny ginger. You will, you will see tiny ginger. Well, if you don't die, you will see tiny ginger I want again. a ginger. In this episode. In this, no, no. The mm. next episode. Mm-mm. Maybe the episode Maybe. after that. Because we're we're building up. We're getting very close to the final confrontation with the dragon. What do you, what do you girls think? Um. So we should probably go up to that long walk to the tower. <laughs> no, no, not to the tower. To the so. Do you want to go to the priest's quarters, or do you want to go to that other fancy looking hut that they tower, put guys stuff tower, in? Tower, tower, okay, well, or, or the tower that tower, guy is convinced tower. that there's a mechanical <laughs> lever in Dave, th- yeah. that will open the door. I think and we should I'm go like, to the fancy tower. Like, I, think, I think we need to go to the tower. All right, how about get that gate open? All right, how about this? So the three of you, I want you to roll. We're gonna do a. Uh, uh, we're gonna do a charisma contest. Whoever's the most charismatic, <laughs> that's the that's the plan that you go with. Five. I can't. What did you add? I rolled an eight. Are we? Is it a saving throw or is it just an ability? I got just a twelve. Okay, so mine would be a nine. Okay, you got a twelve. I got a. I got a five. Okay, so Mimi just barely. She wins out. She, she talks. She me convinces out of it. you yeah. that it's it's probably magical. That and it's got something to do with something else, not not a lever inside that tower. And I'm like, Dave's like, I don't all right. And he <laughs> gazes longingly at the guard tower, like, 
All right, I'm so, like, I still want to go up there. So do you want to go to the priest hut or to the other hut? The fancy hut. There's two fancy huts. The one that's well, the one hut. with guy's stuff in it. Okay. Guy's stuff. Let's get guy's stuff back. You go by the pyramid again. And I want you to roll a perception check, all three of you. I'm going to lose again. Today, I'm not having one again. Natural one. <laughs> Dave, you, you catch yourself picking your nose. Okay. And then I got an 11. Pull it, pull it out real quick. I got an 11. I got a 7. You got a 7. Okay. All right. Nobody, nobody is very perceptive. Nobody. Everyone is just focused on getting to that fancy looking hut yep, where all the stuff is Perceiving anything. So you get there. And this, most most of the huts in this town have just some sort of like cloth draping over the opening. But this one has an actual door. But it's not, if you go up to it and try it, it's not locked. But that is weird that this one seems, it, it, it's got a door. It's got some sort of barricade that's, that's in there to possibly, that could possibly be locked and prevent people from getting in and out of this room. So do you go in? Yes. I push. I push David. You push David, <laughs> and then I push Mimi in. All right, Dave. You. I stumble through the door. You, you stumble through the door. Do I catch myself with like by like pinwheeling yep. my arms? And we, yep. and we shut the door. If you, and you shut the door behind him <laughs> and lock it. Like no, <laughs> he's going there. And we say, if, if you allow them to push you, and then I'd say you would have. I won't make it roll to like. <laughs> Keep yourself up. You do like the pinwheel with your yeah. arms and then stop and then look up. And then I feel hear the door slam behind me. Yep. <laughs> and I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Dave's the only one that sees this then. So Dave, in front of you... Well, actually, roll me another... Uh, roll me in... Just do a perception check and tell me the success. 11. 11? Okay. I, f- I find out there's some cool stuff. I have a rock. No, you're not there. The you're, no, and you're, I jump in. There's no windows on this hut. It's just, it's just cool. small... Like rock openings that lets in a little bit of light. I'm unlocking the door, and then no, nope, it's it. not your turn right now because you pushed Dave in and left the door behind us. And now we're, well, I'm I talking to Dave the door. now. She pushed him. Yeah, it was. A, yeah, I know it was a team so effort. <laughs> so Dave, you notice that in this room is it does look like they piled up a bunch of junk, but it does look like that there could be some nice things in here if you could spend some time looking around. But most of it is junk. And but there's some armor. There are some weapons, um, mm-hmm. and there's some gold that's in here as well. Ooh, and I want to have some. So it looks like that they may have been gathering people um, for a while and taking their stuff and throwing it in here. Yeah, they didn't take your stuff. Just to remind you, right. but they took guy's stuff and they threw that in here. Yep. One other thing that you do notice is that in the middle of this hut is. A pool of water. I will say reminds you a little bit of the training pool at Olympus. Okay. So what do you do? I'm gonna rap quietly on the door and say, Mimi, Galaxy, get in here now. So you girls so you hear Dave rapping on the other side of the door <laughs> and beatboxing. So do you you open the door and you go in and you join him, right? Nice beatboxing, man. All right, girls, I want you to roll perception checks now that you're in the room. I got a nine. A nine? All right. I got an eight. Okay. So neither of you, so both of you, uh, both of you see 
exactly what I described to to Dave earlier. So what do you do? Uh, going. Oh, the gold. Okay. Uh, go Roll, in. Okay, so so you start moving forward. Yeah. Roll another perception check. Twenty. Natural, Natural twenty. Okay. Okay. Oh. Can't roll again. Make up for those ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So there's gonna be there's gonna be a couple of things that that you see as you start moving forward. Well, for one, as you move forward, you see ripples in the water, and there's motion that's in that water, and it looks like something is starting to coalesce in there. You also, because you got a 20, and because you got a little bit closer to the, the pile of gold and junk and other stuff that's in there, you do see a couple of things in there that, that really do catch your eye. In the pile of stuff, you see a scroll that's not far from you, and it's an intricately looking scroll like it's in a scroll case with gold ends on it and like an mm. emblem all that it looks really really nice but it's, it's got some smudges and dirt and some slime on it but you can tell even through all of the crap that's on it all the gunk it is a nice looking scroll case okay. that this thing is in you also see you know some gems and even some some art objects and you see a a fancy looking bag okay. as well that's on the other side of the pool, though. This is what that, you notice. And, and also on the other side of the pool, you do see some pieces of armor that they they look really nice. Yeah. Really nice. A bit. Yeah, a little bit. But they're on the other side of the pool. So, so but the stuff that's closest to you is this scroll thing, yep. this scroll case. You see some gold and some gems that are there. But on the other side of the pool, you see some pieces of armor that look really, really nice. But there's also something coalescing in the pool. That's right. Okay. That's right. All right. How so, so, and when you got that twenty, you f- uh, you froze yeah. when you saw all of a the motion inside yeah. the in the water pool. Gotcha. How far away is the scroll? The scroll is maybe ten feet away from you. So I'm just wondering if it's like a magical scroll. Scroll, give it to Galaxy. Yes. If she's potentially going to be able to use it to help us, but I think maybe I'd be more focused. Dave would be more focused on the pool. Okay. Oh, and the and, potential oh, danger oh, there. All right, so you're so you're standing there with your mace and frozen, and the water's still just moving around, and there's a little bit of a bump in the middle of it that's kind of that's waving and rippling a little bit, like almost like the the surface tension of the water is has been stretched a bit, almost like there's a bubble forming in the middle of it, but it doesn't seem to get any bigger. Are you uh, are you guys seeing this? Um, yeah. And I point at the pool again, you know. Um, oh. I'm, I touch the coins to see if they give me the, sil- the like, little thing. Oh, you want to go up and touch the coins. Okay, so you'd have to move forward with Dave and actually yeah. go past Dave to get to the coins. Yeah, you want to try and do that? Okay. When you get to Dave, the bubble gets bigger. And in fact, it, it comes out of the pool two feet or so. Who, what is it? And you can start to see... A rough, watery face that's now looking at the two of you. This isn't good. I'm innocent. I'm innocent. <laughs> I mean, my guy Dave just told me to step forward and touch the coins. I didn't tell you to do anything. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> so this this watery face doesn't say anything, doesn't blink, doesn't move any further, but it's staring at you now. I take one step 
You take one step forward. Okay, and the head rises out of the water a little bit more when you take a step forward. Then I take two steps back. You take two steps back. The water still stay. The this watery head still stays at the height that it was at before. I'm gonna step where Davis and try to and put my hand over his face. That creature. Go. So okay, so well, so so the creature is still like five feet away from Dave. So it's like you would have to move past Dave and get closer to the pool of water if you were gonna try and interact with this this creature in the water. That's what I'm gonna do. Okay, so you're gonna move up to the pool of water. Yes, I'm gonna go like this over his face. Okay. So Dave, you notice Galaxy approach the pool of water, and the face turns its attention away from you and is now looking at Galaxy. Okay. But I'm hiding. And Galaxy, it does rise out of the water a little bit more as you get closer to it. Should we let it come out? It's yours. I got a bad feeling about this. Then let's get out of here. I'm not here. Let's get out of here if you so, have a bad feeling. So, Dave, it's distracted and focusing on Galaxy right now. Uh, you do. One other thing. Oh, one other thing I forgot to mention is you got a 20 on your perception check earlier. You do see Guy gets your attention. Okay. He's. He starts, he's not making any noise, but he's like waving his hands behind you, and he points off to your right. So near that scroll case thing and some of the gold coins and other stuff, there is a there's a gun that's lying there, oh, okay. and there's some um, blood, and there it looks kind of like um, shoulder pads from a from a from a football uniform. Oh sure, yeah. <laughs> but it's green. It's like military style. You know, it's like it's it's armor. Okay. But it's just it's like with the like a chest plate, and it's it's a weird looking chest plate and like shoulder pads that are on it and all yeah. that. And guy starts pointing at that stuff. Okay, I run for it. I think you're just gonna should... run. You're just gonna bolt. Yep. Run. Okay. Running for the stuff. Okay. I think we should get out of here. All right. So you run for the stuff, and you uh, roll a dexterity check for me. Eight. Eight. Okay. You get over there, and you can grab. You can grab two things. Um, so I'm gonna grab. I think I'm gonna grab the gun and the chest plate. All right. About to scroll. We'll get it later. And so you, so you got those two things in your hands right now, and they're they're big items. Okay. You're a little halfling. <laughs> and that's when the water creature comes out of the water completely, and it looks very similar to the water creature in the training pool at Olympus, which kicked our butts. Well, it. When you went in there just yeah, to do a right. little bit of sparring with, yeah, you, you didn't do a great job. Yeah. Oh, he and does run, 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 run. So it comes out of the water, and its attention is now snaps back to you, and it's coming for you. So now we got to roll initiative. Dave, you get to go first. Okay. So I'm going to cast Bane on the water creature. Ooh, okay. So it does a charisma check, and if it fails, it takes a D4 penalty to its, I believe it's just attack rolls. And then, so that'll be that part of my action and then I'm gonna run past it so that I can give the gun and the chest plate to Guy. Okay. But it would get like an opportunity attack oh, it would. on well, you. Oh, I'm not gonna try and do that. But I, I just won't run past it since he'll get an opportunity attack. Okay. So he did make his charisma saving throw. Okay. Um, which is surprising because he does not have a great charisma. <laughs> Alright, um, so now it is the water creature's turn and it is going to attack Dave. 19 armor. So it shoots out one of its arms, and this jet of water comes streaking out from from the pool towards you, and you duck underneath of it, 
Nice. Very easily. Excellent. So, so Bird, uh, this water thing just attacked Dave. What are you? And you're up next in the initiative. What are you going to do? So you cast Burning Hands, right? Yes. Burning Hands? Okay. Uh, All right. Well, he has to roll a dexterity modifier or a dexterity saving throw. And if he misses it, um, then he takes full damage. But if he makes it, he takes half. And he did miss it. So, so roll, roll the damage. damage. So I got seven. Seven? Okay. Yep. So he only takes three damage then. I thought he missed it. He did miss it, but that's when you oh. notice when the fire hits him yeah. the and steam starts rising off of him that because he's made out of water, the f- fire damage doesn't work that well against him. <laughs> Mimi, it is your turn now. Oh, okay. okay. Um, so since I can't do flame spear... Well, you could. It just won't be very effective yeah, against this water creature. That her burning hands yeah. didn't do it. Can I turn into a elephant and then drink all the water? <laughs> you haven't seen an elephant. Yes, I have. <laughs> I went on a safari when I was six. <laughs> so you want to turn into an elephant and suck the water creature up into your nose? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of water. Hold on a second. I really like this idea. <laughs> you notice that the this pool of water is actually really, really shallow. But the hut's not very big. If you want to try it, I'll I'll let you take a shot. Yay! <laughs> and so so just so that I know, where did you see an elephant? When I was six at the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Elephant two years ago. Okay, so they had they have a zoo in Zeloshin that you saw when you were a little elf. Yes. Okay. So you Dave's see, never seen an elephant. So so Dave. <laughs> so like what is an elephant? You see Mimi jump forward and turn into wait, can you turn into an elephant? What's what's the what's the challenge rating size of an elephant? Oh. You may not be able to turn into an elephant. No, I think it's any size it's just like you. I can't no, it's not any size. It's got to be like a challenge rating of one or less. Chal- oh, yeah, sorry. Challenge rating four for an elephant. Sorry. The animal's too big. You can't change it. What about a llama? <laughs> <laughs> and then spit in his face. Um, what about moonbeam again? Moonbeam. That could be helpful here. You shoot a beam of light down from the ceiling, and it hits in a five-foot radius. And you can move this thing around kind of like you can do with Flaming Sphere. And it does 2d10 radiant damage. Um, But the creature has to make a constitution saving throw. And if you cast this at a higher level, so if you cast this at level 2, it will do... Oh, I'm sorry, no, at level 2. This is a level 2 spell. At level 2, this does 2d10 points of radiant damage. Woo! Um, I think I'm going to go with Moonbeam. Moonbeam? Okay. All right, so he gets to roll a saving throw. This is a constitution saving throw. And he does not make it. So roll 2d10. Okay, 2 and a 7. 2 and a 7, so 9. 9! We got your age! Okay. So you throw out your hand, and this beam of white pale light shoots out of the ceiling and hits the water creature, and it takes full damage from it. Dave explodes because he's so amazed. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, it is now your turn. Okay, so I'm going to run past the water guy and give the, gun the water chest plate to, to Guy. To Guy? Okay. To use. 
and then that that'd be my whole. I can I can't still cast a spell. No, because I did dis- no. disengage and and the movement. So, right. Yeah. Cool. I'm gonna make guy roll roll now since he is there, and this is terrible. I don't have any stats for guy. Oh shoot. We'll see my what bad. happens. <laughs> um. I I mean you said they were really big. I can't use them. Okay, so it's the water creatures now. So the water creature is still going to attack you, Dave. It overextends itself, trying to get at you. And the wa- and as this watery arm shoots out, it gets a little too far away from the pool of water, and the water drops to the ground, and the creature dissolves. Well, it doesn't dissolve. The, fe- the creature falls apart, the water hits the ground, and it starts to pull back towards itself. Okay. So it's like it it just overextended itself that it couldn't keep its form together anymore gotcha. as it was going after you. Um, it rolled a one. <laughs> just just to be clear on why that happened. Nice. Okay. So Guy runs out of the room. <laughs> He's like, guys, come on, follow me. Yeah, okay. Let's go. Although, oh, there was that armor calling my name. Come but, on, just leave it. Yeah, I'll leave it. Do you want to tell you what? Roll, roll, an, roll an inside check for me. 11. 11? Okay. How about me? Can I do it? Inside? Roll a perception check for me. Got a 10. You got a 10? So. Okay, no, I want to do it. Okay, you roll a perception <laughs> check too. No, wait, no. At first, I saw the moving. It's the, not your turn. It's not your turn. What? It's not your turn yet. But I want to do I'm it. I'm going to go run. I know. It's you not your turn. your turn. Okay. I'm yeah. going to run out I'm the gonna room. I'm going to do it. Guy. I'm All right. Galaxy runs out of the room too. Okay. No, but I'm doing. Okay, now hold on. <laughs> now it is your turn, Mimi, and you are the only one that's left in this in this hut with this water creature. Yeah, we all. So I quickly roll. I got fourteen. Wait, what is the fourteen for? For your perception check? For the armor. No, it was for a perception check. Yeah. All right. So no, the- no, wait, no, no. Then I get nineteen. For your perception check, you notice the the things in the in the pile of stuff too. So you see some of the armor, you see some of the some of the weapons, the gold, the jewels, the other thing, and you see that scroll case. I quickly grab it, run out. So, so you're gonna run over and you're gonna grab it. Uh-huh, and run out. You can do that, but the water creature is going to actually get two opportunity attacks on you, because as you run past it to go for the scroll case, it's going to attack you, and then when you run back, it's going to attack you. But it's enough distance that you could cover all of that in one turn. So it's going to get two free attacks on you. Okay. Alright, what's your armor class? 13. It misses on the first one. Hey-o. So you run past it, and you pick up the scroll case, and you go booking back towards the, the door. And it misses on the second <laughs> one as well. So you're just, you just go running through the room and leap over one of the watery arms of the creature, Grab the scroll case, turn on your heel, run back the other way, and another arm comes at your head. And you dive underneath of it, rolling across the ground, and buck out of the door. All right. So while you're while you're in there, you do know that what you were doing was causing quite a ruckus. And there aren't any guards that are around yet, but there's fish people that are looking at you guys wide-eyed. <laughs> and guy guy starts putting his armor on, and he starts he starts checking the the gun in his hands. He's like. I haven't, uh, I don't have this thing uh, completely figured out just yet, but, uh, it, uh, it looks pretty cool. And he hits a button and you hear this. Okay, let's go back to the pew cow. And his eyes get really big. He's like, uh, it's never done that before. Let's go back to the pew cows. Okay. You get back to the pew cows. 
do you give Galaxy the scroll? I give her the scroll, but I still hold the case. You still. Okay. So you open the case and give her the parchment that's inside, but you keep the case. <laughs> I suppose it did have like golden gems that, on it. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I'm gonna write in my um like scroll case. The jeweled scroll. Sure. Case. Yeah, you got a scroll case. So Galaxy, yeah. uh, roll a arcana check for me. And I get an eight. Plus. Well, no, she rolled a three. And oh, jeez. Five. You got an eight. Okay. So you start taking a look at this, and this is it's not a is it's not a magical spell that you can decipher. You're not quite sure what it is, but it doesn't look like it's a spell. Roll a uh, religion Wait, check for try me. Try reading it. Try reading it. I got a 16. You got a 16. Finally. All right. So with a 16, I can tell you that... So you first started taking a look at it, and you, you couldn't... At first, you couldn't make heads or tails of it. It was, like, it was unlike any other spell that you've ever seen. And that's when it dawns on you that this isn't a, a, a spell scroll... It's a prayer scroll. Okay, what does it say? It allows you to imbue a weapon with lightning damage, cool. with with holy lightning damage. But it does require a priest, a cleric, to cast the spell. Hey, you got a cleric right here. But here what weapon you go. should we imbue? How about your Staff. My mace? Your staff. Oh, yeah. Do I roll anything? Mm -mm. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'm going to use it on the mace. Okay. Yeah. My um, mace of Mishakal. This is what you say. Golly, 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 Okay, so, so Dave takes the scroll from Galaxy's hands. You start looking it over, and yeah. it's, uh, yeah, to you, this looks legit. Why don't, okay. why don't you roll a religion check for me? Okay. Uh, 11. 11? Okay. You, so based off of that, yeah, it's, this, this is a prayer. Um, you're familiar with prayers like this before that, uh, to, to Mishakal to imbue some items with her holy energy. And you think that you could use this prayer to, and use it towards Mishakal to imbue your mace with additional magical properties. I would like to do that, please. Okay. So you do that. And so now, Dave, three times a day, you can choose to have, when you hit someone with your mace, it will do an additional 4d6 of lightning damage. I wish there were lightsabers in this type of world. Yeah, there might be. I just go, yeah, There might be, you know? It's like, we haven't encountered the Atlanteans very much, and I don't want to give anything away there. They could be a thing. Mimi. I want you to roll an insight check for me. I get an eight. You got an eight? All right. I can't give you any more information then. <laughs> Shoot. I keep trying. I know. Keep trying. Why not? How about me? Try me. Okay, ready? Sure, why not? We we're we're getting close on time. So which one is it? Which one is it? Insight. I got 16. You got a 16? Okay. So, so you see Dave do this prayer, and you, you see... His mace of Mishakal get imbued with an additional magical energy, uh -huh. and you see. And when he does that, you see the top of his mace light up in a way that reminded you of the priest's scepter oh. that he used to open the door. Oh. Then I tell him, maybe try opening the door. Okay. 
All right, so you go towards the north gate. The north gate. All right, so so you get so you get in front of the gate. And the guards are still all there, but they're you know going around. They're doing their business. Um, so you're like you're like ten feet away from the gate right now. Um, how many guards are there? Uh, there are twelve guards. How much space is between each guard? Well, they're they're like they're just kind of just like milling staying around. They're milling about, yeah. So, but, right. and they're on either side. So you've got a clear path to the gate. So then I'm just gonna run to the gate, pulling out my warhammer as I go, and I'm just gonna hit the gate and trigger the lightning. And your mace broke. <laughs> <laughs> You're like. <gasps> All right, I want you to roll a roll an attack for me. Uh, Twenty five. <laughs> okay, so you run forward and you hit your mace against the rock. The head of your mace lights up, lightning shoots out, and the door starts to shake. And it, you hear the stone on stone grinding as it opens out. Run! Dave, <laughs> Galaxy, Mimi, and yeah. Guy run out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, you run yeah. out. As soon as there's yep. that door's open enough, you guys we sneak bolt. through. And all the guards there, though, they don't pursue. Oh, all wow. of them are just looking at you with, like, wide eyes. <laughs> and they're, they do it. their mouths agape. Yeah. So you go running out, and it's it's dark. You go running into this this dark cavern because you're not in the in the torchlight of the, of the town and anymore. And I cast dancing lights. Cast dancing lights. Okay, yeah. so Dave can see now. Yep, and Guy. Guy, as you guys are, are running, so... <laughs> Guys, can we take a minute? We're just 25 minutes okay, okay. away from them. All right, so you keep running for a while. The guy can't get the no, can't get the word out while he's while then, he's running. And then I say, and then fine, we'll stop. But we're three hours away from them. They can just go and get us. And the and the path you're on, you do notice, is slowly making its way up like you're climbing towards the surface now so you run for a while away from the the kuotoa village and they still are not pursuing you get far enough away that you do stop guy guy needs like 10 minutes to catch his breath <laughs> he's just oh, okay okay that dave that, that was that was really good thinking um that worked out really well it was uh mimi's idea mimi good job good job It was okay. It was a, it was a great team effort. <laughs> Way to go! I'm proud of all of you guys. Um, so I don't think yeah. Um, once we get to the surface, we'll probably have a, a good idea. But if, uh, if my calculations are correct, based off of how fast the train was going, I think that we're once we get to the surface, we're going to be inside the forest that surrounds the Zilashint capital. Okay. Which I would think that's probably where the Black Dragon is because that's where. That's where all the treasure and that's well, that was the point of power of the Zeal Kingdom. Mm. I have a better idea. Let's just live here. Just in the tunnels. You just you don't want you don't want to go after the dragon. No, I, I want to go see my mama and my grandpa. And, and actually, based <laughs> off of all of that, um, it's a huge ancient black dragon. Galaxy's reaction is the, the most, most logical yeah. <laughs> out of all of you. But you're heroes, you know. Exactly. You got to take care of business. That's right. So you keep walking. You keep casting your dancing light spell so so Dave can see in the dark. And you keep going up and up. And sometimes you have to take a little go off to the side because it's not like a straight, slim, or 
smooth tunnel. It's like it's rock faces, and sometimes you got to climb up and go through, work your way through cracks and crevices and that sort of thing. But you do eventually make your way to the surface. And looking out, girls, this is this is your this is your home. And so the forest that you get to looks familiar, but it looks very different. Anyway, it's it looks more swampy now. It looks like that there's more looks like there's more vines and it looks like some of the trees are being choked out by other vegetation since the last time that you were here. There's a lot more water. There's bugs buzzing around you and you can see that there's some like snakes moving around and other creatures that aren't indigenous to this forest. And so it all it looks like you're in the right place because you're both of you be very familiar with these forests surrounding the capital, but they just look, they, they just look perverted now. Like something has come in and started magically changing the area. I see if I can look over. Look over what? Like the trees to see if anything else has changed. You can't cause it's a, it's a thick, thick forest. So you, so we come out of the ground and the, the rocky face and looking around you there's there's trees and vines everywhere. So you can't see very far because it's it's thick vegetation. Let's go to the cat the kingdom. Yeah. So you know which direction to walk in. It's like we you keep going north and you have to work your way through. And Mimi, you would be as a druid, because you're so in touch with nature and being an elf that this is your your home kingdom, all of this would be extremely offensive to you because something has come in and magically started changing and ruining this environment whoever did this they will die <laughs> do you want to roll an arcana check for me me too yep sure me you too. too sure why not <laughs> me too i got three a i got a 23 nice. you got a 20 okay this makes sense the galaxy we get this being the yep. the resident wizard and you know that when powerful dragons come into an area and they they set up shop where they, they've established a residence, they've established a lair, the land around them for miles around does start to change magically to match the kind of environment that the dragon likes best. So you can tell that this black dragon that's coming in, it's made residence in the capital of Zelochint. And the land is starting to turn swampy because that's the kind of land that black dragons prefer. I will kill him! He's gonna... Uh... Like, like you need an additional reason to take out this black dragon. <laughs> the, he's ruining all the towns. He's, he's ruining everything. And then he's destroying the forest. So you start moving through the forest slash swamp towards the capital. I don't And, and, you're, and you're walking through, you're slushing through, and the swamp starts to get thicker and wetter as you go through. And eventually, you're, you're walking through you know, six inches of deep water. And so your feet are just, are just soaked and caked in mud, and you're slapping at your neck at the mosquitoes that are getting at you. So as you're trampling through the mud and the muck in the water, roll a perception check. Okay, is there going to be fights here? Eleven. Eleven. 11. 11, 20, 22. Okay. So, Galaxy's on fire yep. at, the, at the end of this adventure. 
you guys are, are, are stumbling through, and Galaxy, you notice up ahead, uh, Mimi and Dave, they keep sloshing through the mud and the muck. They've got their heads down, just focusing on marching through, putting one foot in front of the other. And you stop and you look up, and that, and you see them march right into a group of six soldiers Uh-oh. that are standing there in the ready, but they're partly camouflaged. They're covered in, in branches and dirt, and they're pretty well hidden, but you see them there because the sunlight glints off of the metal of their guns. Um, and they've got them, and they've there's six of them there, and they've got their guns trained on all three of you. Mimi, uh, Dave, uh, watch out. Okay, there's some people over there that's gonna shoot. I mean, me. One of them says, "Freeze! Don't move! What are you doing here?" I'm Mimi, princess from here. Sarge, they're locals. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> what do we do with them? Follow orders, and you hear their guns charge up. <gasps> 